everyone to another episode of Cinema Demore. I'm your host Chuck with Justin and Lexi. And this week we're talking about 2013 Israeli film Big Bad Wolves. Ow, ow! No theme this month, just going with our random picks. Do you want to give that full wolf cry? <laughs> Sound like Ted Lasso <laughs> when he has the Diamond Dogs. Yeah. Films from 2013 has an incredibly similar plot to another film from 2013. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Although this one did come out first, technically. Which one? Prisoners. Prisoners. It's like oh. the same movie almost. It's almost identical plot. I didn't see that one. It's good. Well, you did. You just saw the Israeli version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's almost identical. There's a cop and a father investigating a child's disappearance and torturing a guy who claims he hasn't he hasn't done anything and and then at the end it turns out he did do it and there's a very dark ending. This movie somehow has a darker ending than Prisoners, but Prisoners may be overall a darker film. This one has comedy at least. Yeah, the, the cinematography especially. The, it's not very dark in this. It's... This movie had the best ending, hands down. I loved this movie's ending. Yeah, this is your first time, both of your first times watching it, right? Yeah. Yes. I do feel like I vaguely remember this because when it was Tarantino's favorite movie or whatever, I was like, oh shit, maybe I have heard of this. I mean, that's exactly why I bought it. I knew the box. As soon as I saw the poster, I'm like, oh, I remember this. Because it was like all over um, red boxes when it came out. Like it was just covering them. So I remember this being everywhere for a minute. I don't know. Yeah, you know, It's a little cartoony too. It's funny. Sometimes Tarantino's pick of the year is something like this. And other years it's The Intern starring Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. So, you know, guy's into some interesting stuff. That's all I can say. I don't think that was his favorite. That was just like top ten. I mean, the fact that it was even in his top ten that year was, was still... Very, a very interesting choice. And there is a remake to this movie, a Spanish remake from 2021. So it could have been on the Three Deemers if that was still a thing. Nice. Yeah, this movie's come and gone multiple times. I did have to do some research to kind of look up and see. Like we said, this movie does have, I don't even want to say shot for shot, but it is an identical plot to the film Prisoners. I've never heard anyone claim that these guys ripped them off because uh, when I looked up Prisoners, apparently the writer of that film, he wrote the screenplay in 2009, so he wrote it like four years before either one of these movies was made. And I know he like based it off of a short story he did, although I think that's where he didn't want to get like into copyright because he said his short story was mostly based off of like Edgar Allan Poe stuff. He was like, I don't know, I thought about a guy being locked in a wall like the like those Edgar Allan Poe stories. So that's the best one. that his idea is the most... Yeah, his idea is not the most original to start off with, but I guess this idea was out there. It's always a possibility that these screenwriters saw his screenplay somewhere and were like, that sounds good, but like I said, no one has ever claimed that they ripped them off. Or they just saw like the description of what it was about and they're like, we could make that, and it just yeah, happened could, to be to identical. It. it happened to be almost identical to very exact specific details. Is a good kind of uh, half revenge story, half police drama. It's got a lot of different elements going on to it. It's kind of has like slapstick comedy to it, and then there's also yeah. body horror a little bit. I vaguely remembered everything from when I watched this movie. I bought this when it came out on DVD, so it was probably 2014, and that's the last time I watched it was when it came out. And I, I had forgotten how funny it was. I think because what sticks with you more than anything later on is like, oh, yeah, that, that ending was dark. And, oh, God, they, like, tortured that guy for, like, 
<laughs> a long time and did like did some really crazy stuff. Like you kind of start to forget like how comedic all of it is, even right off the bat when it first starts with them dragging that guy into like that abandoned building. And those two guys are beating him up and they're like, hey, I told you not to do that. And he's like, what? He keeps running into our fists. What are we supposed to do? I didn't even realize they were cops in that first scene. I thought they were like mafia people and I was like, oh no, they're just <laughs> shitty cops. Yeah, they're cops who just beat up on, on the suspects. I also do love the scene of the the police chief's got his kid with him. What's what's going on? He's like that scene was great. It was bring your kid to work day. <laughs> like, like no other explanation other than it was bring your kid to work day. So the kid's sitting there. He's like he's yelling at him with the father. The kid keeps repeating him, cussing that guy out. He's like, good boy. This might cost. Cover your ears. This might cost that girl her head. <laughs> he's like, okay, you're good. This movie has a lot of dark comedy elements to it, which you're not really expecting with the subject matter at hand. It, yeah, it goes back and forth very fast. The cop getting fired and being like, well, I'm just going to get this guy on my own. And then it becomes so absurd when the third guy shows up and he's like, who the fuck's this guy trying to kidnap my guy? <laughs> Everything is just weird. <laughs> like, it didn't... <laughs> It really does feel like it's going to be, like, funny. Like, it's going to be four lions or something. And then when you get into the movie, it's like, no, they really just go full on torturing that guy. <laughs> like, they have that blowtorch on his chest, and I'm like, fuck. It, like, it looks good, but it looks like they kill him. Like, who the hell would survive? I felt like the guy was already dead from that, even if he lived for a little bit. They've had to, like, heat up some organs, like his heart or some shit like that. <laughs> Why does it look like your internal organs were in an oven? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Oh, that was gross. Yeah. I, I think this movie does a good job, though, of balancing that tone. It goes from comedy into horror very, very quickly and naturally. Like it never, it never really feels forced one way or the other. There's, there's some movies that try to do like a horror comedy, and either the horror doesn't go all the way, or the comedy's just real bad and feels super forced. Like, everything in this feels really natural when it keeps going back and forth. Uh, but yeah, I, I do love that cop. It's the one that looks like Steve Carell. Yes, yes. He does, he does kind of look like Steve Carell. I, I thought he looked like Joe Gatto. Oh, really? <laughs> Jewish Joe Gatto. Yeah. I, I do love how inept he is with, like, a lot of things. Like, he doesn't even seem like he would be a good cop to begin with that he's not good at investigating. He, I guess we can see by his methods that the only way that he gets things is just by punching people in the face until they tell him something. Yeah, and how many false confessions has he got out of that? Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty terrible cop. I, I, and the, when the kid films them beating that guy up in the beginning, the other guy in traffic division or something that's on the computer, he's like, I could take care of that for you. You're my guy. And then later on, the chief brings him in, and he's like, he told me he was going to take that down. <laughs> Like, as if he has any control to take things off of YouTube. Off all the internet. Yeah, yeah, to delete things off the internet when everybody's probably already seen it. But he already said it has, like, 5,000 hits in an hour. I liked the Hugh Jackman character, the dad, that bought that house and had the real estate agent downstairs screaming at the top of her lungs because his son plays drums. <laughs> yeah. And at first, like, I didn't know who he was in context of the story. So I was like, is he a killer? He could have been the killer yeah, for all I knew. You were like, is he the killer? He kind of is a killer, but he wasn't a killer at that moment. He wasn't the killer. He was just a killer. At one point, he has that weird phone call with his parents, and his dad tracks them down, who his dad looks like he's five years older than he is. <laughs> and they're like... Did you kill and torture that guy yet? No. All right, well, let's get going, man. We got to start torturing some people. 
He's like, I'm old. I can't be staying up all night doing this. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I didn't buy the father-son relationship that well between those two characters. When the guy's buying the house where you're thinking like, oh, well, maybe the teacher guy really isn't the killer and these cops are garbage and they keep fucking with the wrong guy and this cop is a piece of shit and this is really the killer and he keeps fucking with this teacher who's really a good guy and so we've been following you know this poor teacher and you're gonna find out this teacher's like just been wrongly accused all this time then you see that scene when he's like in the dance studio and he's on the phone talking to his wife and he's like can i see my daughter for my birthday for her birthday and she's just he's like no and then she he mentions like i've got a bike for her for her birthday and she's like chain the bike to the fence and like fuck off like i don't care like you're not seeing her kind of thing and then he's like all right and then you kind of think like maybe that's his daughter at the dance studio like he's looking at his daughter dancing and like maybe that's what's up and then there's the scene with the birthday cake and you're kind of like oh i don't know what's going on here and then yeah when i saw the birthday cake i thought he was guilty of it and then i was like maybe i just misunderstood that scene i was seeing and it was actually oh i knocked my camera over maybe i misunderstood that scene chuck's losing it right now i I just love your cinematography it's (laughs) perfect those dutch angles are great (laughs) (laughs) Looks like you're in a Paul Verhoeven film. (laughs) I thought when I saw him go home with the the little girl with the cake, I actually thought that maybe he kidnapped his own daughter and, like, had a birthday party with her. And that's what was (laughs) going on. So I got a little confused. (laughs) Like, I could imagine you on the street and somebody drives up in a van and grabs a little kid and they're, like, yelling and screaming. And they're like, "Ah, I don't know, maybe that was his kid. Probably her birthday. Yeah, it's probably her sure, birthday. kicking and screaming. Like he showed her at the dance studio, and then it just like cuts to him like having a birthday party with her, and she didn't look like she was upset about it. So I was like, okay, like I just assumed it was his daughter. She didn't seem upset about it. No, there's definitely a a connection between all of these characters, and that they're all bad fathers in some way. All three of the the main people, the t- the cop, the father of the the first girl that we see get murdered and the guy that is the murderer because well, we're not really told why he's not allowed to see his kid. It's, I don't know if maybe you could imply that, that maybe the wife started thinking that he was kind of a little a little odd and was like, no I don't, I don't think he should be around like kids anymore. Like there's like maybe she thought something was up with him and then told the, the father of the girl the reason she was kidnapped was because he forgot to pick her up uh, after school because he was with his secretary and that's why she went missing, which then we start they put that early in the film where the uh the cop's ex-wife i guess calls him he's like you're gonna pick your daughter up on wednesday right and he's like oh yeah sure I'll, I'll totally take care of that and obviously he doesn't so it's a strange connection with all three of them being just not very good fathers well being questionable people kind of works for the story because you want whoever's in the right to win They could both be in the wrong for all you know. They kind of are by the end of the movie. But a shitty cop with a shitty way of policing and the way that he gets results, maybe it's not the best. And maybe that guy's an innocent guy. He he has a really good look to him where he doesn't come off as creepy as he comes off as... He just looks kind of nerdy and awkward. Yeah, something like that. He's not Paul Dano creepy. He's just... Seems like a normal guy that was a teacher around the children, and that's how they go. You remember that movie, Lovely Bones, right? Which I, I hated, by the I way. Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci looks like he's going to kidnap every kid like in, the, in the world. Like, yeah, immediately you know he's the killer. No mystery at all. Yeah, that, that's the killer in this story. He looked like an even creepier John Waters with like the pencil mustache and comb over him. Mm-hmm. I never saw that movie. It's bad, don't. But I love that Justin hated it, so that brings me joy. (laughs) 
It's not a good one, but uh, but yeah, we and they they like really drive that point home that these characters aren't that much different. With uh, the teacher and the cop both have basically identical scenes where they're told, "Oh, we're we're just gonna have to let you go for a while because you know people have seen uh, with one it's the rumors that it's it comes from the same video. One is the rumor that the teacher is a murderer, and the other is that the the cops obviously." beating people up uh, that may be innocent but they have almost identical scenes where they're told by their bosses like oh, I still trust you like you're 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 still a good guy in my book I don't I don't think you're a bad guy but you know maybe just take a few months off and go do something uh, not even a good detective he's following the guy and he falls asleep and the guy catches in front him of his car in front of his house yeah hey he's trying there he's uh you know. <laughs> yeah sometimes they don't have the resources so they got to do what they got to do, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what the situation is like for the Israeli police force. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe they had to make some budget cuts and that's the best they could get is that guy. They're really quick. The beginning of the movie, they already had their suspect. It's definitely this guy. There's not anybody else that it could remotely be. It was creepy, too, with the kids. The movie starts with the kids playing, like, hide-and-seek. When I started this movie, I didn't read what the premise of, of it was. So when the little girl went into the wardrobe and disappeared, I was like, oh, is it, like, Narnia or something? Like, they just, is she in another world right now? And she is in another world. But she's just dead. I knew when she went in the cabinet, I went, oh, that little girl is either going to get sexually assaulted and wind up dead somewhere, or just end up dead somewhere mutilated, or either way, she's dead. All she's not coming out of this dead. Like, there's going to be a, like, a, a, she's going to be in there dead. When it opened, it was just the shoe. I was like, oh, okay, so she was kidnapped. See, I thought maybe she'd be in there, but I knew. When they kidnap somebody in a movie, they always have a shoe or something that just, you could tell they wouldn't leave without this one shoe on their foot. They're clearly yeah, taken. Yeah. Just one shoe. The practical effects are really solid in this movie. Um, the little girl decapitated in the woods with her feet like all fucked up in the chair. That was a really good effect. Looked really good, really solid. When they're uh, torturing the dude in the chair and they're pulling the toenails off and the the torture, the burning scene on the chest and whatever, everything looked excellent. Uh, it was all really solid, like like uh, damage effects and stuff. So everything uh, leading up to the to when they finally get the guy in the basement, uh, like we said, is is great comedy. I do love the they both go to kidnap him at the same time while he's like in the in the park with his dog and he leads him on that chase but then it's just so goofy when he gets like stuck between the truck and the the wall because the truck's parked it's such like a weird angle mm-hmm. he's like he's just like hanging out there and that guy's just so out of breath <laughs> he's like slowly walks up uh but then when they when they finally get him to the house and it's like all right we're gonna do everything he did to those kids and then they're like like in in the exact order he's like well I mean, I didn't say it had to be in the exact order. He's like, I'm just saying, like, are we are we doing this guy or what? And he's like, well, <laughs> I mean, are you into that? Yeah. Or, yeah. It's like, no. He's like, well, I didn't think so. So, you know, maybe we're making some changes. Like, it's like so awkward with the two of them. Like, like maybe we're just going to make some changes. We're not going to do everything exactly the same, but, you know, we'll, we'll just do some stuff. When that guy came down the stairs and he's like, you're in this, you're in on this too? And he's like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So nonchalant, be like, yep, yeah, I'm probably going to torture and murder you, but. Who gets to break his fingers first? And he's like, oh, we could uh, we could flip a coin. And it's like rolling around on the floor, which is like a good, uh, good like suspense moment of like it really cranks up the sound of that coin like rolling around on the floor and the, 
the guy watching it just for it to be like, oh, it's heads. Okay, I guess you break his finger first, and he clearly doesn't want to do it. And he's like, yeah, right, uh, breaking fingers. That's what I do. And he's like, do you have, like, a phone book I could use? I, li- I like phone books. I like uh, – And we did. We got a, a phone book scene, so we knew that a phone book was yeah, his preferred that, that was, method of torture. They did a good job of interrupting him a lot, like the phone would ring. Yeah, they did. Things <laughs> like at that. The door. But they weren't obnoxious with it. Like they didn't do. It they weren't obnoxious like, with uh, interrupting. I thought it was all right. I thought that was done well. I thought it was like just enough. Like not that it was. Too it was. Much. It was done just right. It, uh, yeah, the movie does a good job of just like. I interrupted Lexi like, three times in a row just to get you. <laughs> just to just to do that. Uh, so prove a point. Do the the plants and payoffs really well, like him baking the cake that he puts the sedatives in to give the guy. That he sticks it in the fridge, and then when the father comes, oh, over that was there, great! Like yeah, the mom's like, "You gotta take something solid," and he's like, "Where am I gonna get solid food around here?" <laughs> and he eats the cake. <laughs> just, I was like, "Oh, it's so good." He's like, oh, yeah. this, "This looks good." Yeah, you're just, you're just waiting for it for it to to knock him out because you just know it's coming while he's sitting there. And you knew when he baked it. I was like, one of the people who are in the basement chained up are not going to eat this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's exactly what I knew it was gonna be. I was like, I don't know who's gonna eat this. But it's not going to be. I had a prediction the mother was going to show up with the father, and the mother was going to end up eating it somehow. It's like if there's a dessert or a pastry of some sort that is poisoned or cursed or something, the wrong person will eat it. Yeah, somebody else has to have it. Cursed pastry movies, thinner, excellent. (laughs) Thinner is a terrible movie with an excellent ending. (laughs) It does have a good ending. I like thinner. <laughs> I loved thinner, I so I watched your food movie. When I watched thinner again, like after, I don't know, I was an adult. I was like, they had like the worst actors in this thing. Of it's like everyone's a ten. Everybody's like unreasonable, and then yeah, yeah, it had a decent ending to I, the whole I movie. I saw it in the so. theater when I was a kid, so it might be shit. Like. Let's just be honest. It is. Here. Like, I remember the guy being like, oh, that guy's not too bad. And then he's like the most unlikable person. Yeah. Which I was a good thing that this movie thinner. made. <laughs> they, the mo- the mo- more likable person, I think, was the the, um, the the creep, the abductor slash murderer. Yeah. I really thought he was not the killer. <laughs> and then he was. And I was like, oh, you totally are. I'm like, eh, I should have known. But that's what made that ending payoff so good, was that they planted stuff throughout the movie so well, like the conversation with his wife about the bicycle, the um, getting the daughter from the, the ballet practice, the fact that when the police took him and abused him the first time and they fucked up his bicycle... And they hung his bicycle on that spot on the wall. I knew when they hung that bicycle on the spot on the wall, I was like, it's probably some, like, he's probably hiding shit in the house somewhere behind this wall or whatever. But then I was like, I don't know for sure. But I was like, I, noticed, I yeah, get the I impression, like, more, like, yeah, if you, if you look at it, you can see the wall paneling's a different color. Like, on yeah, the sides. like, it's clearly the, that piece of wall paneling's new or it's a different type of wood or something, which I didn't notice the first time. You were the detective. I watched it. You uh, noticed it. That's like Blue's Clues shit. 
I was just like, because like the bike, I'm like the bike's gonna, the bike being hung in that spot, the way they shot it and stuff. I was like, that's clearly like exposition for later and all that kind of stuff. So the way they did everything, they did really good like exposition throughout this movie. And then when you get that final shot, it's like here is everything that we laid out for you in one beautifully laid out shot: the dead girl laying on the bed, hidden behind the panel where the bicycle was hung, with just an extra fuck you, the little girl who didn't get her bicycle's bicycle with the bow on it sitting right here fuck you haha and i was like man that was such a fucking brutal ending it was like such a harsh fuck you brutal ending and i think it was like i really liked about this movie was like you said like they're all terrible people and they they all have terrible things like the first guy is essentially the guy doing all the terrible things, the killer, but then they're all kind of terrible people. And so instead of like properly handling the situation, like allowing justice to handle it, right. They all decide to handle it improperly. And then the end result is that literally nobody gets what they want. Everybody loses. And the movie ends in like this just terrible ending, but also, everybody loses and i was like man what a great ending i fucking love this movie i was like chuck a plus because <laughs> i would have never watched this on my own like ever yeah it's not one that uh like it uh, again i feel like it got a lot of hype when it first came out and like i said uh, yeah and i think it's i think on the dvd like on the cover is the quote from tarantino saying like this is i think this is the best movie of 2013 and like I said, that was entirely the reason I bought it. But it, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's a movie that gets brought up again for like you know great movies that have come out in the past ten years. I mean, we're yeah, we're just we're hitting the ten year anniversary of this movie coming out, and I never see it really pop up on lists of movies to watch or or recommendations. I don't. I think maybe that's the I don't know that the Israeli film industry isn't as big as like a lot of other foreign film industries, so it just doesn't get the same coverage as like French, Japanese, Korean films do. Incredibly clean, like I said, great effects, incredibly clean, polished good, film. Like the scores great good. cinematography, yeah, great score, good actors. Like it has nothing wrong with it as far as production is concerned. Like it's a solidly made film. Like there's really nothing bad about this movie. Like I highly recommend it. Like it's really good. This is a really good choice. Like and I think more people should talk about it. You're absolutely correct on that. Like, there's a lot to say here too. It's really fresh in a lot of ways. Like, there's a lot of things in it that are subjects. That it's have not been that before, fresh, but I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think it's really different in the way that it's done. I thought like, I thought it was a lot of things I've seen before, but done in a way that I've not seen done before. Like, I think it's an incredibly fucked up dark movie that's really funny, but like, shouldn't be funny. And, like, the end result is, like, really, really awful and dark. But, like, the whole film was literally, like, light and enjoyable to watch somehow. Like, you're, like, I don't know how you pulled off what you pulled off. but I like, mean, the tone, the cinematography like... at first, it, it's like a joke almost. So you're yeah. not really prepared for how fucked up everything is going to get <laughs> with the torture. I mean, even when they got the guy in the trunk and they drive a, drive away, like it looks like if I just grabbed my phone and just recorded any car just driving past the store, like it didn't look 
dark or moody or it it, it didn't have a feeling of like something that would be scary. And I when get they get Tarantino th- vibes from it too, not to cut you off there, but I definitely feel the Tarantino vibes all throughout this movie. The Tarantino vibes are like probably just all the talking and how every character shows up in an interesting way or is like an interesting person for like no reason at all. <laughs> you know, I like, like I, I always think of the, uh, I think the one that when you brought up like more comedic, like four lions, I feel like the mo- there is a moment in this film when, uh, when he rides off on that bike, which that, that in itself, yes, like that was great. That bike's way too small for him. And he's, yeah. he looks so awkward trying to ride on that tiny little kid's bike driving away. But then when he, when he runs into the guy that's an Arab and he's like, do you have a phone? And that guy's just like, oh, what? Because we're all savages? And he's like, that that's not what I meant. And he's like, yeah. but it's what you were thinking, wasn't it? And he's just like, do you have a phone or not? <laughs> he's like, throws it to him. He's like, oh, it's it's an iPhone. He's like, uh, yeah, iPhone for nice. us. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's nice, <laughs> isn't it? Because <laughs> like yeah. everyone else has been talking on like flip phones and super basic stuff. And he's got like the nicest phone just riding yeah. around on a horse for whatever reason, just hanging out. I was actually really surprised because like the war between Israel and Palestine and then, and they're like always make them out to be like they're they're savages and they're killing all these people and stuff. They said on the phone, you know, don't come out here. It's not a great area because the Arabs are here, which sounds it's kind of I guess as close to, you know, racist as it can possibly be. Yeah. And then he does run into the guy on a horse for no reason. Uh, I like how they're like it's a bad area, but it looks like they're out in the woods. Like I don't see any like homes or it doesn't. Yeah, they're just kind of out in the cabins. Which yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if I don't know if the directors or the writers of this movie were trying to say something, uh, like make a shot at the Israeli government by saying like like I don't know the the one Arab in the movie seems like a pretty nice normal guy, but all the all the Israeli guys like are all pretty terrible people, all doing some some really terrible things to each other. Also, too, like, I think uh, in the Israeli government, everybody has to serve, like, two years in the military. In the, yeah. yeah. So it kind of makes sense that, that like, the dad has the background and, you yeah. know, to well, do the, some of he's like, he's like, you didn't do the fire test? And he's like, God, what do they even teach you guys in the military anymore? You didn't think the cinematography had, like, Quentin Tarantino vibes, Justin? I I don't know. I didn't see a lot of vibes with like camera movement or anything like that. But you would have like like the way that they would do the close ups, and everything was really focused on the dialogue and what they were saying. That felt Tarantino esque, and I felt the actors were good enough. I mean, I don't know Hebrew, <laughs> you know. What I mean, I don't know what they were uh, like how the performance really came off, but it 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 seemed cool, you know. Like everybody, like. <laughs> The material that was happening. Is that with how this... it's determined as Tarantino? It's cool. It's got to be cool. Well, yeah. I think of something like I know you didn't watch it, but we're saying oh. comparatively, <laughs> the story is the same. Uh, Prisoners is when that the kid goes missing, and the whole town gets together, and there's this like sense of worry, and from that moment on, there's like constant worry. And they think they have their suspect, and nobody's doing anything about it, so they're going to take it into their own hands. And it feels like such a natural progression. It does have some really cool shots in it because it's shot by Roger Deakins. And, like, all the shit in the rain is fucking awesome. Like I said, that movie is dark in general, like, aesthetically and everything. 
yeah, when you get into this movie, it, it jumps right into it in a weird, funny way where I even think, like, I don't know. Tarantino's comedy is usually in weird places, too. But I think, like, his earlier stuff, what's, like, uh, Reservoir Dogs, like, it's goofy when they're talking, discussing, uh, you know, Mr. Pink doesn't like tipping. He doesn't believe in tipping. And that whole scene's, like, super interesting. And you're getting to know these people without, you know, just being like, yeah, they're hired, you know, criminals for whatever this is. And then when it gets serious, it it stays pretty serious. I mean, I guess this does, too. Once you finally get to the torture, I mean, I guess the torture happens, and then you get the ridiculous bicycle scene and the guy on the horse. Yeah. There's there's still some comedic elements in there, but it's a, but it does get, it does slowly get like there's less and less comedic moments as it just does keep kind of keep getting darker and darker. But yeah, and they like to um, and I think they lose some of the tension because they try to they follow all the characters for the most part. So like if they, if you want more like a like. A, a tense uncomfortable atmosphere you would have something where like the camera once they got into the the basement they didn't leave the basement so you didn't know what was going on but this story's like you know we're just gonna show you this guy baking his his poison cake and we're gonna show you ha him having his this phone call with his parents that are worried about him other than the mother's voice and the little girl's there's like no women actors in this movie at all. I mean, they're all voices. The only we never see, we never see any of the wives or mothers. They're always just voices because it's uh, when the the killer talks to his ex-wife on the phone, the cop talks to his wife on the phone. God, and, and it would have been better if his mom showed up and his mom was in on it or like into the torture stuff. Like that'd be so much better than the dad. Uh, yeah, if the, it would have been funny if both parents showed yeah. up and it was like, yeah, if they went some some type of route like that. Honey, are you eating? You don't look good. and You know, stuff like that. Just a very masculine film in that way. But I also think, like, the elimination of the women is intentional, like, from the film. It looks like it's on purpose because it's supposed it's, to it's be. Another, it's kind of, I feel like, another way of, like, they're the good people. They're the ones that are actually taking care of the kids. They're the ones actually taking care of their family. Whereas all these men that insist that family is very important to them, but they don't really seem to try that hard to take care of their family. And they're all big, bad wolves. So, yeah. Right. And so the idea of care is like, like the one wife was like, you need to pick your daughter up from, from practice. He's like, I'm I'm dealing with something. He's out trying to catch a killer who's killing little girls, and then he lets the killer kill his daughter because he's too yeah. busy ignoring like all of the signs. Well, he didn't pick up that the guy even knew he had it. Like when he's talked about his daughter, he didn't catch that he never told the guy that he had a kid. When every time yeah. you talk to one of them, you're like, "I have a daughter." They're like, "I don't want to hear about your daughter." You know, it's like you know i want to talk about my daughter it's like it's all a sense of like personal entitlement in one way or another no one really cares about each other's daughter like they don't really actually care about that it all seems to come down to like a personal sense of like i want to catch a killer i want to whatever and the killer's just like i'm just doing it for personal satisfaction 
so it's like in the end it's no one's really like taking care of these little girls and this guy is kind of showing that nobody's taking care of anybody and no they're all about are, revenge these they guys wait are till all out, shit's like, done yeah and it's like you killed my daughter I'm, i it was my little girl i cared it's like well if you cared you wouldn't have let me get a hold of her in the first place and the cop you wouldn't have even let me get a hold of your daughter because you're a cop and you wouldn't let that even happen so that would have been even better going back into like chuck's uh chuck's uh joker comparisons if the guy was more like that when they're like what did you do with my daughter and he's like you obviously didn't care about your he probably would have been alive if he was just like i know where she's at and i'm not saying saying anything but i mean you don't even know half you don't even know the majority of the film that he even had like had that girl i guess i don't know i at the end of the movie i understood that that girl was the cop's daughter but i think because i didn't get enough screen time with the original girl that was kidnapped i thought it was her with you know with the birthday cake and stuff and then you know you get to the halfway point and it's his daughter. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot more, that makes a lot more sense now. I mean, and how did he get like I don't know? You think there'd be more people on his ass? When did he have time to kidnap like another kid? When he was sleeping. That's what that's what it was when he was uh, sleeping in the car because that's the only time that I guess we don't see somebody watching him is when he falls asleep because the uh, they take the one guy out to the house to look at the look at the property and then that guy falls asleep so i assume that that's when that's when it happens i mean i agree with you that is has to be when it happens he comes back when he he comes back with the dog with him so it's like i guess you could also assume that that's how he like probably gets him to come with him is like oh i got a dog like you know the typical what they always say is like the the most common thing like yeah why don't you just come in like we'll take my dog somewhere we'll go to the park mm-hmm Cute dog always works. Is it true what they say about little dogs? They're just all bark. And he's like, this one bites. <laughs> so Justin has two of them. Dogs? Yes. Yeah. So you can, so you can go to the park and and kidnap people. <laughs> and my view had gone core. I need to have like a creepy van or something, huh? Do some kidnapping. I love that Everyone's it's a Buick Encore. I, 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 let me tell you that's for great. sure, I saw a Buick Encore that I've never seen in my life. Are you sure that's what the car was? Oh, I'm sure it was a Buick Encore. Let me tell you, you would not mistake that car for any other. He, seems he had friendly. Two dogs and a Buick Encore. He took that girl. <laughs> Everyone gets the Amber Alert. Justin's got like everything's the most noticeable. Like, what, what was something you noticed about him? He had this octopus shirt on, and it was very spiky. <laughs> I've never seen anyone with that shirt. And then he got in his red Buick Encore. He had, he had blue, blue hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had blue hair. Everything's so specific about him. It's like they'll find him in. We'll find that guy in an hour. There can't be that. He many was wearing Jaws shoes. I don't know. <laughs> It'll probably be different by the time this episode comes out. But there's a convict currently that just escaped prison in the dumbest way possible. Yeah, I heard about that. The guy who shimmied up the wall? The one that did that Yeah. One? Like a fucking guy crab walked up the wall. It was fucking... Crab walked up the he... wall. He escaped. And then he got out. He stole a van and he got outside the perimeter. 
And the like lieutenant colonel that was on the news is like, we had an extremely strong perimeter. And I'm like, apparently not, because the guy just got a car and just drove through it. That video looked like, I, I don't know, it looked like something out of like Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it totally did. To, to like, how did how did Job get out of prison or something like that? I don't know. It says he just climbed right out. Well, it's it, like, it he's crazy. literally like looks like left and right. Like he's like, is anyone watching? And then he just yeah. goes for it. So it, it, it does. Goes, looks like a comedy. Crab walks up the wall. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I saw something yeah, on uh, where they like the barbed wire too. Like he's like apparently it wasn't even that big of a deal for him. Like, apparently right. these prisons will hire people that are like extreme parkour people. To see if they can escape the like for security to see if they can escape prisons. I don't know if they, they must not have. These guys are like, nah, man. There's no way you're crab walking up that thing. I probably would have like got <laughs> mostly up the wall or like all the way up the wall and then didn't know what to do and then just like fell yeah, down on my face stuck at the top. And you're yeah. Like, now how do I? How do I get up? That is some fucking core strength, though. Like seriously. And then the like... guy that got fired from the tower <laughs> probably was like, no one ever remotely gets close yeah. to escaping no so he's probably just like look over there no one ever would try that watching netflix he's or like, something like that he's like i can't possibly imagine somebody would have ever done that to me what was i supposed to do <laughs> you're fired now i'm like oh well <laughs> yep hopefully hopefully he doesn't kill anybody then they're at a job interview and it's like they ask that question tell us about a time at your job where <laughs> Something <laughs> things didn't go your way. Well, let me tell you about this motherfucker who crab walked up a wall at the prison that I was working. <laughs> I was on guard duty, and this one prisoner escaped, and it was totally my fault. <laughs> He's a known murderer, so I got in a lot of trouble. But I don't yeah, think you're not that's gonna high. come up when we're selling Adidas today in the outlet mall today. Yeah. You think I can get hired? <laughs> Yeah, come on, man. It's the Foot Locker. Let me let me in here. Uh, overall, Chuck, I enjoyed the movie. I thought that it was pretty good. It's short too. It wasn't a very long movie. Yeah, it's less than two hours. Yeah. We all it agree. Really it gets in and it gets out. Yeah, we we can all agree it was a short movie. Oh, I mean, it cuts out like an hour of the runtime by just straight up having the guy right off the bat being like tell us where the little girl is yeah uh, yeah i do like the uh, uh it, it does kind of just fill you in with some of that random information like he was obviously a suspect before and they they were surveilling him and you know, the, the guy that's like his boss or his other partner that's like they told us just to surveil him and they're like he ran into our van with his bike which uh, seems to very much probably be implied that they hit him while he was riding his bike with their van that j just judging by how everything else goes, it's like I'm he sure keeps they, running into I'm sure my they fist. Ran into him. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure they actually hit him while he was riding his bike with their car. I've noticed that when you pick films, there's a particular pacing in films that you go with, where um, they have like a slower start and they have like a really strong pickup in the middle and ending. It's like this had similar like with like Gone Girl was the same way. Not that it's anything in the same film, but like the pacing in the way that they had really slow starts. And then this really didn't have a slow end. start at all. I totally disagree with that. I didn't think the start was very Girl was kidnapped was in like... 30 seconds. They're beating up the guy within a minute. Uh, I mean, like, I thought, like, it was... It, it, need, it needed to pick up a bit. It didn't pick up till like, things really 
like got to the classroom I felt like with the teacher that's really like where I felt like the film was really catching for me but I really like this movie I was like Chuck's picks Chuck always has like really like he always shows me movies I've never seen before and they're always like right up my alley so kudos on this one I really like this one a lot it's it's one that I've I would say this probably has been a movie that I've wanted to do probably since we started but it just I don't it's it's not an easy like it yeah. kind of fits in with like revenge movies which we we did that at one point and I was thinking about picking this but I went with something else uh, you know you can kind of go with almost kind of cop movies but it's not really a cop movie so it's like it's not a movie that easily fits into a specific category so that's why it's always kind of been one that I've sat there and been like I want to talk about this movie that was that was a really interesting movie but I just never really come up with like the right category and then I've always it has to be like torture or something yeah something like more specific so it's kidnapping like once, yeah once we got here and I was like I was like oh we just have a free month next month and I was like I was like oh you know what just just finally gonna do this movie that I've been wanting to do forever yeah I could see how you'd have like a tricky time finding a spot to slot it in because it's kind of unique and it's like it's a lot of different things but not really like any one particular thing so it's good I like it I like it a lot I'd recommend it to other people I don't even know what your revenge movie was when we did revenge I but yeah I can I was like trying to think of it as I brought it up because I remember we did we did revenge maybe I feel like that might have been Cape Fear I think was what I picked which I love yeah Cape you did do Cape Fear I think it's an amazing movie so it's like as soon as I I think I did revenge of the like, nerds or something yeah, like yeah you did that I can't remember what James did I can't remember we all had like really different weird things for that month we all went in different directions but I was like yeah, I was like, I, th- I think I, I think that was my pick too. I was like, Revenge, and then I was like, I was thinking about this movie, and then I was like, Ah, but I really like Cape Fear. I want to talk about that movie too. So that that ended up taking over instead. Oh, original Cape Fear or remake Cape Fear? The original. Oh, he we did t- the original. We did talk yeah. About both. We did talk about yeah. both. I think we even did we did because we all movies. watched both for some yeah, reason. We, I think yeah. I don't I don't even think we intentionally like no one ever made the conscious decision to be like. You're like, hey, make sure we watch both. It was like we all just we watched the first of the original, and then we're like, yeah, hey, we'll watch the remake too. And we were all like, oh, so we're all ready to talk about both. It was like, sure, I guess. The original's so good. Yeah. Way better than the remake. Yeah, I agree with you. The only good thing about the remake is Robert De Niro in the movie. Like his, it, just him playing that character is great, but the movie around him is just yeah. not as good. Like all the actors just aren't as aren't up to they're not on like the level of the craziness that he was he fully committed to and he movie. knew what movie he was making they did not know the rest of the cast did not know what movie they were in <laughs> yeah the rest of the cast was not aware uh. of what this movie was gonna be but yeah i was gonna say you you picked that as your revenge movie and then if you had a free-for-all like the next month or the month after you probably don't want to jump right into revenge. You usually yeah, you reserve that time for something. That, yeah, then you start. You want to do something like completely different from what you did last time. So you don't want to. You don't want to just immediately go. It's like, hey, remember how we did revenge movies last month? Well, here's my other revenge movie. Or everything's just so dark. You're like, I'm going for comedy now. I'm going yeah. through something that's like way different than anything that we've talked about, just because I need the like a cleansing of some sort. Yeah. So you got to We had to change it up, but yeah, I think this was a. It was a good lead, and we started with uh, well, we did Cure last week, and then doing this this week. It's a good, good lead into Halloween. You know, when everyone starts ramping up, uh, you know, getting all the horror movies watched for the 
for the season. So this is a good good lead in of two kind of dark movies about you know murder. Started out real light and got real dark. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought it was pretty dark with rock and roll. Unless you're you're talking just this movie. I, I guess rock and roll. Rock and roll is dark for something that was oriented as a family film. <laughs> did you watch Rock and Roll, Chuck? I know you didn't get to be on the episode, but did you actually watch it? I didn't get a chance to. I know I am, though. I know Justin sent me that link of it being on Facebook or something. For whatever reason, who had that on? Somebody had that posted on Facebook. That's so funny. Uh, that's where I watched it. it. This I watched on Tubi or something. I even I have it on DVD, but I think I was like I was just being lazy and was like I'll just see if it's on something. And usually on my TV it'll say like here's places to watch it, and it'll usually give you the free ones first. And instead it brought up like watch it on the Magnolia channel on Amazon Prime with a seven day subscription. That so kills like, me. What the hell is all that free, shit? But... So the, yeah. all this streaming stuff kills me. Like I saw on Peacock that they had Terrifier one and two, and I didn't like Terrifier one. But everyone said, check out 2. We really liked it. It's a lot better. So I went to go watch it last night, and it's already gone. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's Halloween's coming up. Why'd you get rid of that? Terrifier 2 is excellent. Uh, Yeah, I didn't see it. I was going to see it. The first one sucked. That's exactly why they took it off, because they want you to go pay for it. They're like, like, don't leave it on the streaming service. Actually, that's really disappointing, because I watched it with Jacob, and I liked it so much, I was actually going to watch it again. The second like, one or the first one? The second one. Well, that's great. what I'm saying. I, I, I was kind of turned off by the first movie that you I didn't, didn't like. The first one? No, the first great. one was like stupid. Was stupid. It's great. I love it. Well, then you're not gonna like the second one because it's just more of the same. It's stupid as fuck. Well, we'll have to see. I don't know. <laughs> I, there's a final girl in this one. I see, and. Uh, they up the ante it looks like but oh, some God, of the so other dumb. movies that you guys have like we have the whole rest of the year planned out except for if we do Christmas we haven't decided that at this exact moment but one of the movies that Chuck picked and one of the movies that Lexi picked are like readily available easy to stream and I'm like we're gonna by the time it comes to watch those movies and talk about it it'll be like gone yeah and it'll be like, yeah, you, you, know, you get the Blu-ray. For, I'll just go to the dark web or Facebook, <laughs> wherever I can watch that movie. I try to, when at least with my own movies, like when I pick a movie, I try to either own it or buy it. Because I'm noticing like sometimes I pick stuff and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to have a hard time with it. And I'm like, I don't like necessarily be like, you guys struggle. Because <laughs> it's not fair. But like, I'm just like, I'll buy it just because i know it's going to be a bit of a challenge sometimes sometimes it is a challenge trying to find these things because you'll like search where to stream and it'll be like nowhere and i'll get on my tv and be like i'm looking for rock and roll and it'll pop up all over the place i'm like that's how chuck's um the setup was yeah it like it popped up on tcm or whatever and i was like well it literally when i searched online was like it's nowhere unless you want to pay for it which I don't mind paying for it. I don't, but I'd almost yeah. rather buy like you know, see it, and then you know, buy the Blu-ray or something like that. Uh, I think it, it's worth owning, but uh, I think it'd have to be pretty hard to have something that's like not even like remote, like 
on the dark web. <laughs> I call it the dark web, but just like some random ass site that, you know, it, it was legally shouldn't be there. The only movie we ever had that with that was like, and I'm sure we could have, somebody could have probably found that at some point was uh, The Girl Who Knew Too Much. That was the one that like James had to yeah. go out and buy the Blu-ray because he was just like, I can't find this movie anywhere. I don't know. Did I? I bar you. you somebody you let me. It off of him. Yeah, I think I could have found it on. I think I could have found it on the dark web if I wanted to. Somewhere like it was. It was probably somewhere that just no one was thinking to look. But that I know was like I think the only one that everyone like you and him both were like. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where this movie's at. Or like I really liked Possession, and Possession's like, oh, it was so hard to find. It's nowhere available, and I'm just like google like watch possession and i found it in like two seconds i'm like well hopefully it doesn't try to download anything to my computer but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna give it a go here you just have to you know sometimes take that risk but that's also why we plan things a little bit in advance so we can hopefully look to see where this stuff is and if we can find it and we're moving into like you said yeah we'll have another week off and then we're gonna get into our horror theme which is demons. Surprise. And we've made it through all the Halloween films, so what's our anniversary film going to be? The, the Exorcist? Why do you sound confused? <laughs> You're on this podcast. You know what it is. Uh, I don't know if I was going to say it or not say it, but yeah, we're going to talk about The Exorcist. Well, that's, that's, where you, that's, that's why she sounded confused. You yeah, it like, the like, Exorcist? It like you were asking that question like you wanted us to answer. You're like, you're like so what's it going to be? And then it's like, are we supposed to say The Exorcist? Like, No! Yeah, you can say it. I, I didn't really, it's not really a, a big secret. Uh, I don't think we're going to follow all, I'm like, I'm going to see the new Exorcist movie Oh, we better be talking every year about every Exorcist film, and we're going to talk about the two prequels that are the exact same movie except re-edited by different people. Oh, please, can we? Those a are year, awesome. A year apart, like we do one, one's like Dominion and the other one's like the beginning or whatever oh, the hell yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, make sure like, wait an entire year to hear the differences. <laughs> guys, you want to talk about, you want to have some fucking film discussions. Exorcist 3... The one that you just brought up, like, fuck me, man. You want to talk about a franchise series where nobody has their shit together. Uh, Exorcist like, 3 is not that, that bad, but 2 is It's two not is about that, terrible. though. It's like Exorcist 3 is a film that wasn't supposed to be Exorcist 3. Be and then it's like, oh, well, let's make it Exorcist 3. And then we strap a bunch of shit onto it. It's like Exorcist 2 is so far removed from... The Exorcist, you're like, what the fuck is this? Sometimes like, it works. Sometimes the they lose the rights for things, so it, it, it jumps off the franchise. You know, that's such like a bizarre like. It's like the the one that Chuck brought up. I can I can't remember the name what you said, but like the story around that one's almost the same as like the story around um, Halloween, um, the Curse of Michael Myers. No, oh, yeah, where there's just the the different cuts that are wildly different from 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 what one is to the other like they are they're almost almost not the same movie at all but they are they're they have the same elements i worked on the reshoots for uh lee daniels the deliverance not based off of deliverance which would be fucking awesome but it's an exorcism movie and it pretty much seems kind of similar to what's happening in the brand new 
the exorcist believer and it sounded like they were going to have that out on netflix in the middle of summer before this exorcist movie comes out and there was no preview and nothing has happened yet so i'm just interested to see when it finally does how close is is it going to be like prisoners and big bad wolves like is it going to be like that similar to one another or what only time will tell you know what I genuinely wish I could get you guys to do, but I just know you won't? What? I really wish we could do the Amityville, like, series. You know they're still pumping those out? Yeah, because I saw the ad for the one that was, like, Amityville Glory Hole, and I thought it was a joke, but apparently it's all, Yeah, it's, like, like a, legit. It's a real movie. I'm like, man. And, like, there was that weird part i think in like the it's like the late 90s or whatever where they started making the amityville films where it was like spin-off films about parts of like stuff from the amityville house like there's the mm-hmm. one about the clock from the amityville house and the dollhouse from the amityville house and all that shit it's the there's, like, original so conjuring much... i guess i don't know there's so much amityville and like i love amityville amityville is like one of my favorite all-time horror series like i'm that super into there's the weird uh such a weird thing of i think they had that one that was and i don't remember which like where it falls in the timeline or whatever but it was uh i think it was like supposed to come out i think it had bella thorne in it she was like one of the main characters and then the movie just never came out like there was oh like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly that was an amneville thing that was it just, they... like, it just never came out i think it finally has like sorry you, know, you can get it on like uh on uh, somewhere streaming probably or it's online but it was like it just never got released to theaters it just i don't know if it if it just bombed so bad the original is pretty good I, I don't know about the i'd have I love the original need film. A, re- a refresher or something it actually i think the Le- lexi brought it up and she was like we need to talk about amneville and i'm like you won't believe what i got in the mail today <laughs> i literally just bought amneville like 4k that's awesome just, just the first have, one not the whole series but uh, I have like a box set of like the first four films that like uh was I think it was done by Arrow or something like that like a good release of that like I love Amityville I have an Amityville shirt I've actually been to the then you clearly house. love Amityville if you have the shirt I love it. oh dude I fucking love my shirt glows in the dark that's how you know you're committed when your shirt glows in the dark you know yeah, it's got to be like the the Beyond box art like it, it better glow in the dark or it's shit. I just, I just like, oh, like haunted house. Like it's, it's not just like a haunted house. It's like a fucking evil house. Like it's like I like that shit. It's good. It's nice. Uh, and you know, I'm half surprised that the Conjuring series hasn't done a whole Amityville film because they sure do want to. They keep like touching it and rubbing it and like going into it as much as they fucking can. I'm assuming it's a rights thing of like somebody. Somebody out there still has the rights to the name Amityville, so they can't, they can't call it that. Even though everybody knows that, that that was like their most, that was kind of their most famous thing. The Warrens' like biggest thing was being involved in the, in the, the original book and everything for that. But they'll they have to follow their the the devil made me do it story. Uh, I I I saw the ads for the new nun. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch the, the first nun, uh, before I see the second one and. <laughs> It's such a bad movie. It literally doesn't make any sense through, like, the entire movie. Like, something will grab a person, and they'll scream, and the next scene, they're, like, at, like, the same moment. They're just walking around all calmly, walking around all, like, 
pensive and like the, that they're not just like they weren't just chased or whatever. That nun film's getting terrible fucking ratings. It's getting terrible press. The new one? Well, yeah, yeah. I don't even I don't even want to see it after I watch the first one. <laughs> like I mean, it's just getting just trashed. So, but you know what? The Haunting in Venice. They're saying that's the best. That's the best. Um, uh, I forget that detective's name, but the uh, Agatha Christie movies. Apparently, that's the best one out of all of them so far. Well, folks, pod people, that is the end of our free for all month. We'll catch you in two weeks with a brand new episode of Cinema de Moray. It's classic. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Bye. We are Cinema de Moray. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.